The Secrets of Stargate is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, episode 96. General West Jackson has identified the seventh symbol. All right, here we go. We are about to try to make a connection. All we gotta do is bust out of here, commandeer the ship, and fly on home. Indeed. You say that a lot. I know that this could be dangerous. But this is our job, right? It's what we signed on to do. It was never about going home. It's about getting us to where we're going. Hi, I'm Jack Berizzini, and you're listening to The Secrets of Stargate, where we talk about the hidden meanings and deeper layers found in the Stargate movies, TV series, and more. And joining me today are Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father. Howdy, Jack. And Lisa Jones. Hi, Lisa. Hey, Jack. And Victor Lambs. Hey, Victor. Hi, Jack. Today we are discussing the 10th episode of Season 5, 2001, or as uh, Victor just titled it before the show, uh, 2001 uh, Gate Oddity, which... I like that. should go with that. (laughs) (laughs) SG-1 negotiates with the Ashin, a seemingly benevolent and advanced alien race for their technology and membership into their confederation. Jack becomes suspicious of the Ashin when they suggest military action to curb Earth's unsustainable population growth, and Daniel and Teal'c uncover buried technology and information revealing the Ashin's dark history of sterilizing populations to control their growth. Despite their suspicions, uh, Senator Kinsey convinces the president to continue with negotiations. SG-1 works together to stop the Ashin from unleashing a deadly bioplague on the Earth, which would wipe out most of humanity and make them sterile, and seals the gate, also making Senator Kinsey very, very upset. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this episode, Father? Oh, I, I like this one. I mean, this is um, it's interesting that this is kind of the... the Finishing out of the 2010 episode, this, mm-hmm. you know, where it's, they had this message, they knew don't go to this planet, but they didn't know why. And then all of a sudden now it's like, oh, this is why not? Because the people there are evil and they want to wipe us out. Um, so it, it's, yeah. it's a good episode because you, it, you see the different layers of what's going on. You've got SG-1 doing the, helping with the negotiations, finding out what's happening on the planet. You've got Hammond and Walter figuring out, you know, which, which planet did they come from? And, oh, by the way, it's the Forbidden Planet. How do we handle this? So, and then, of course, you get the little bit of politics, which, frankly, I could have done without Kinsey. And he was kind of a, he almost seemed like an afterthought in this. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of thrown into, we don't have enough time in the storyline. We need to have just a little bit more drama to fill in five minutes or something like that. Yeah, because he didn't really have any effect beyond that, uh, the taxi ride scene with, uh, or the limousine ride scene with Jack. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it's just a chance to have him look like frustrated and angry at SG-1 at the end. Yeah. 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 Make because... it clear that he was going to be the next president. Our... O'Neill! And he was the one who gave the fireside chat, remember, in 2010. That's so maybe right, it was yeah. They were trying to include all of the original yeah, people from right. that episode. What about you, Lisa? I love this episode. I, I think I had a grin the whole time. Uh, and I had forgotten about the whole Kinsey thing. So I was like, why is Jack going to DC? But um, I I love it because it they bring back another storyline, which is always kind of fun. And you think about it in this episode, the audience, we know what's wrong. 
we know what could happen, um, but the characters don't know. So it was kind of fun. It's like a tension because we're, we're watching them not know and be like, this is amazing. We fulfilled our mission and all this stuff. And you're like, no, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was kind of a role reversal. And for that instance, I kind of, I liked it. I like that everybody has something to do for a change. And, um, as far as Carter boyfriends go, I liked ambassador Joe this time around. I don't like him in 2010 at all. Um, I liked him and I, I don't know. I was kind of sad at the end. So not, not for everybody else. They, they didn't seem too broken up about him (laughs) (laughs) like being left behind and Possibly being tortured yeah. and experimented on or whatever the ascend yeah. does to their prisoner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I, a little I, sad to see him go so quickly. Yeah. I, I did like the big, you know, at the very beginning when they're revealing this race that they've met and there's the zoom in on Sam's face and she's all beaming. They're called the ascend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, I like that they take something that we all know about and then, uh, just follow that through with characters don't know, but they do it in a way where it isn't really predictable, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was, that was fun to see. What about you, Victor? Yeah. I like uh, just to echo everybody else. I like this episode uh, quite a bit um, written by Brad Wright and uh, directed by Peter DeLuise. So what's not to like, um, we get some humor, we get some good interactions between first Jack and Teal, then Daniel and Teal. Uh, we get some cool locations like the, um, like the underground, uh, you know, uh, abandoned city, which is kind of cool. And like the old newspapers thing is very cool. And and Daniel is very smart and on top of things in this episode. And um, I always like that. And we get, um, I think, one of my favorite characters in all of Stargate, which is the farmer Keel, who just <laughs> who just wants the iron root out of his field yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and offers everybody sweet water for it. So I could, uh, if they ever do reboot the the show, I think uh, Stargate Keel would be a good. Um, just seeing the galaxy through through his eyes would be uh, something I'd sign up for. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah, you could just walk around and say, "There's a gallon of my finest sweet water in it for you." <laughs> yeah, isn't sweet water? Uh, is that a brand of beer, or am I thinking of the music store? There is. There's a sweet water. I think it's uh, Atlanta. Yeah, okay. there's yeah, there's cafes called Sweetwater and stuff. I don't know if it's another uh, word for moonshine or if he just means uh, lemonade or something. In this case, it's water and Splenda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and we get like probably the least impressive spaceship in all of. Uh, it's just <laughs> not even a spaceship. The flying tractor. Yeah, so harvester. It's yeah. a flying gonna, John Deere. <laughs> yeah, we're having our our top secret negotiations on the on the tractor, which is fine. Yeah. Our friend Matthew was on Secrets of Technology with Victor yeah. and I talking about farming would like it. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's some of that farming operation I was I was a little unsure about how that like how how it actually worked, but Yeah, because he got the like eighteenth century level technology of the people on the planet actually farming, but then they have these big ships, which I guessed I guess do they harvest it or what do they do? I don't know. I thought it was cool. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's a harvester because mm-hmm. you see it. And then the first time we see it, it, it drops whatever it's grain, harvested yeah. through, this, through mm-hmm. the Stargate, which that Until, was cool too, where the Stargate would yeah. lift up and then fold down so that it's it could just cool. straight down, shoot straight down through the Stargate. That was kind of a cool 
idea. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny though that, so obviously they can move the Stargate because they put it on that little pivoting like mm-hmm. arm. Mm-hmm. Why is it just like randomly in the middle of a field? Like there's no facilities around it at all. Like, why is anything I mean, in I the middle why. of a field? <laughs> yeah. Like, the yeah. Yeah. transporter, their little transporter pad is just like by itself That's in true, the middle yeah. of a field. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. we find out later the reason why it's there is that wasn't the middle of a field when they were put yeah. there in the first place. Right. It was a true. city. Yeah. It was the capital city, as a matter of fact. Yeah. And like you said, Lisa, I feel like this is the first episode in a long time where all the characters have actually had something to do. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we've we've gotten a lot of. Sam-centric episodes lately and a lot of Jack-centric episodes. And Daniel and Teal'c have kind of just been there for a lot of the season, I feel like. <laughs> well, Teal'c, I mean, and Teal'c doesn't even do too much. He has a couple of good lines, but he's there to, like, basically warn Daniel Jackson that the city could fall on him. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's not like he's blasting anybody or tackling or, you know, doing his, That's his normal Teal'c stuff. Yeah. It's also nice to see uh, them actually like bringing in ambassadors and consulting with the government and all those normal mm-hmm. things that you would do when you yeah. would make first contact with an alien race. You Whereas mean not I feel letting like Jack of, take care of it? Exactly. A lot <laughs> yeah. of the time it's yeah. just you guys go negotiate this really important thing with this whole other civilization. So I'm glad that they tied that in. Well, I, mean, I understand Dan- why perfect. they don't. But Daniel knows everything, so he's perfect for that, don't you know? Right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> does he written a treaty or two, right? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And Jack, of course, you know, he, he's he's the best friends of the, the, the uh, oh, Asgard. Yeah. Best friends with the Asgard. Oh, right. So, you know, he's perfect there. Right. Yeah. I think it was a couple of weeks ago we asked, um, you know, is Jack ever going to get lessons on how to do this? And the answer is no. They're just going to bring somebody in finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably for the best. Yeah. yeah, I did like the briefing scene though. That was the way they, the way they set it up is is very nice. You know, all of the, the ambassador's staff is there in the briefing room. There's you know various Air Force brass and stuff, and um, we get you know, and it, despite the audience or maybe because of it, Jack's still doing his uh, his uh, you know, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't trust him, and he looks like yes, in fact, you did on several occasions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I just, I just don't like that boring guy. Boring. I know his name. He's boring. You know, <laughs> our, our kids, uh, our, our, our sons love that joke. Yeah. I thought that was very funny. As soon as they said his name was boring, I was waiting for him to yeah. make a pun on boring. I'm like, he's going to do it. I just win. <laughs> yeah, what's the hang time on that one? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't know. Sam just goes for the most, like, bland <laughs> white bread yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can, sandwich he, no, he didn't have anything particularly wrong with him he didn't he's, he was just there though i mean yeah educated well-spoken good job dresses nice if inappropriately doesn't yeah. watch her sleep yeah well, that's yeah. true <laughs> yeah. he's not he's not like touchy-feely i love you yeah. i'm gonna yeah no and, and, doesn't and make his house be, sound like he her. shows he, he could be an action hero yeah. at the end. And, yeah. Action you know, facts. He saved, saving her. Yeah. 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 He's not that bad. As I say, he's the best of the... She's not known for having good boyfriends. So... Yeah. Fair so enough. That's pretty good. Yeah. I guess, I'm, I guess I'm a bit too hard on him. <laughs> you haven't seen all of him yet. 
in my mind, he overpowers the uh, the Ashen and takes control of the Harvester yeah. and then leads the uh, Valerians or whatever the the revolt of them, the Valerian revolt against them, and and uh, just with his one Harvester and stuff, which kind of reminded me of like uh, Jabba the Hutt's like barge. Mm-hmm. It did the like Jedi. That, yeah. yeah, it has a balcony and everything, and people can fall <laughs> off the balcony or you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's not dead necessarily, so maybe he is going to be involved in the Stargate reboot. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe he'll come back. Maybe he did. Yeah. Maybe extremely. he took over the Ashen, yeah. and he's going to be the bad guy. I was saying because oh, they be left like him behind. Muscular, yeah. like he'd be, he'd be like a Vin Diesel and uh, like <laughs> yeah. Riddick or something. He'll be like this hardened space bounty hunter guy from twenty plus years out in the galaxy. There you go. That there you go. That's a plot. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Because they never they told him the, like the Stargate address for Earth, so he can't gate back in. So he's stuck out there, and he's trying to. Trying to find it, going from gate address to gate to address, gate address yeah. to gate address, <laughs> trying to find the dress for home. The next jump will be the, <laughs> the, jump, yeah. the jump home. Yeah. Jump home. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, no, it's so yeah, we do get, to, we only get two Ashen this time. So it was kind of like, a, we, we get Boren, who is, who is all, all business, all work, no play. And then we get Molem again, who we know from uh, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so they're, uh, yeah, before we even get to the planet, though, we get the the we get our. I think this is like our first complete Gary Jones, you know, Walter dialing sequence where we hear him say every Chevron mm-hmm. in the background as they're like kind of making as SG One is making fun of uh, Ambassador Faxon for his you know wearing a suit and uh, <laughs> shoes to, to a which which is okay. They're hazing him and stuff. That's fine, but but it is kind of nice that we get the full you know dialing mm-hmm. sequence in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, while they're and, doing that, and Walter gets a very important job. He's the one who's doing the work to figure out which yes. planet it is. That's right. You know, and actually, you know, gets a, more than just a couple of lines in this one. He's given more responsibility. Yeah, because they've narrowed mm-hmm. it down to you know three, three or four planets that they're going to go visit. And I'm thinking as they're as they're saying this, like if they actually do like hit the Ashen homeworld, like won't the Ashen be like like pretty upset about that? And then they do actually. The president thought of that, so maybe mm-hmm. I should be president and. <laughs> and thought that, that yeah, yeah, they would be upset if you like, you know, send a mouth through or send a squad of commandos through, you know, while you're negotiating with them. That would be pretty awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do find it funny that the Ashin, for all their advanced technology, haven't figured out like how to dial any other addresses on the gate. Like you couldn't come up with some sort of like randomizer and just. Well, that, that kind of makes sense to me though. I mean, when. We really didn't get it either. You know, Earth didn't get it either. Of course, they didn't even know how it worked until, you know, Daniel Jackson figured out the cartouche. And then once they found an Abydos, the whole list of all the different addresses, then they could do the the computations to figure out how Mm -hmm. things work. So, I mean, yeah, the 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 Ashen never got any of that. So they must have just, you know, at some point had a couple of addresses that they were able to keep using. But then they they were able to you know go into hyperspace and travel from planet to planet that way. And maybe they didn't right, need any yeah. others. They yeah. were getting enough food. You know, they they picked up these other planets and turned them into farms to yep. provide for their people, and they don't seem to care about the other people. So yeah, they're not explorers. They say you know, so trying to figure out how to you know just taking that risk probably just isn't in their nature. And yeah, if they can enslave, because basically they're they're like the ghouls. They enslave other. <laughs> You know, they they enslave them, keep them in check, 
or even more like what we'll see in the Atlantis with the kind of, you know, the big, big bad in the Pegasus gal- galaxy, you know, keep just enough of them around of mm-hmm. these other races around to sustain mm-hmm. them. And, um, you know, never let them achieve any sort of you know, technological advancement to where they'd become a threat. Mm-hmm. In fact, they yeah. love them. The, what were they called? I forget already. Oh, the Valerians. Valerians, yeah. yeah. I mean, the guys, he says he was raised by one and he loves them. They're good. They're wonderful. They leave them alone and provide all their needs and it's amazing. And yeah, they don't, they don't think it's a bad life. They just fly around in their harvesters. What little <laughs> yeah. of them there are. Yeah. Kill. <laughs> Kill before Zod. <laughs> well, you know, and it's, it's interesting, though, because we, we obviously in 2010, we'd heard about what the Ashens were trying to do to humans to mm-hmm. get them. So basically wipe them out or sterilize them. And then we see the results of what would have happened if they had yeah. succeeded. We see because mm-hmm. this this race went from, like they said, early 20th century Earth technology, so the equivalent of, let's say, between the two wars, kind of that era of technology, down to hick farmers, basically. Yeah. yeah. Very simple mm-hmm. hick farmers. And you know that that was a choice of the Ashen to try to make sure that the less uh, less intelligent, maybe, were the ones that survived to keep the farms going. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, and they wiped yeah. out, you know... It took the population down to one tenth of one percent of what it was yep. to mm-hmm. which we get that negotiation scene and they're like, you know, oh, we're very concerned about overpopulation on our world. And like, how many what is the population of your planet? And they're like, oh, it's six billion, which is like laughably low now. <laughs> it's like closer to eight which billion. But 20, 25 yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, haven't you? Haven't you tried to like wipe out other nations to keep your population? It's like, or like, isn't that population unsustainable? And the ambassador goes like, "Oh yeah, it's way too high." You know, he doesn't say that exact words, but he's like, yeah, "Flashbacks, yeah. don't be a Nazi." And then, and then they're like, "Well, haven't you like tried to wipe out other?" It's like, "No, we could never do that. We respect them too much." And there's like, and then the Ashen go like, "Good answer. Yeah, we totally do that too. Totally. You know? yeah. yeah, we're just testing you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do the Ashen know how big Earth is? How do they know that's true? What do they know about Earth? Yeah, exactly. You're right. That's it a good could question. Be. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like an awful, yeah. But did you notice that uh, boring guy kind of looked at Malum like, oh, that's a bad answer. And the mom's like, oh, no, totally get you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was good. Um, I like the the newspapers that they find. Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. like that ancient Gaelic dialect. But the photos are like they look like they just took like public domain pictures from the early 20th century of Earth. Yeah. Well, and so I, I thought like the, the print, aesthetic. Look, print looked like old German too. Yeah, it did. It did yeah. kind of look old like German the font, script. Yeah. Even the, font, the languages yeah. weren't. The language yeah. wasn't, but the, mm-hmm. the the print definitely wasn't. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what they did. Is like you know, there's the one picture where they're rejoicing, and the other picture where mm-hmm. it's right. And I'm sure it was probably some riot or something, <laughs> like you said, from yeah somewhere between the wars or something in that era. I do have to give them kudos for portraying that the people of that planet rioted and f- tried to fight back. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I like that because it could have been, they didn't know it, you know, it just yeah. happened to them, you know, kind of like what earth was going through in 2010, but no, they chose to go the opposite and show mm-hmm. that the people figured it out and freaked out, which 
Yeah. And I do like, work, too. But... Yeah. I do like, too, how Daniel Jackson says, like, this is the last newspaper we could find, probably because they shut down, like, the press the next day mm-hmm. after they published this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even when just finding, like, the, the rusted metal out in the field, I mean, Daniel, I think, was already thinking several steps ahead. So, as mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can credit O'Neill with having, you know, the bad feeling about this first. But Daniel was he's very sharp in this episode. Yeah, I gotta give yeah, no. Daniel yeah. credit in this one. Cause I, I mean I remember when I first saw it, I didn't get it. Why I mean, why is there a big iron thing sticking out of the field? it just didn't dawn on me. And you watch it again and you see him kind of immediately like something's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, this this iron why, uh, is in the plant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, there's something there's something underneath here that needs to be checked out if we can. Yeah. And he says, I hope I'm wrong. Where mm-hmm. Tilk says, is there a problem? And he says, I, I hope I hope I'm wrong. But and probably not. Probably, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what they tell the um, the people there, because there's probably tons of that because it used to be a industrialized society. Mm-hmm. They just say, oh, this is iron root. It's really hard and it grows naturally. Don't ask any yeah. other questions. Mm hmm. Well, that's like even now, like Gobleki Tepe or whatever it is in Turkey, you know, that that, you know, huge like temple thing with the stones that show the like equinox and stuff like it was just some guy in his field found a rock and wanted to get rid of it. You know, he thought it was gravestones because he was like scraping the top. Yeah. And they discovered it was underneath and it was 12,000 years old. Don't get me started on that. I can go on for ages about it. (laughs) Secrets of Gobleki Tepe. Yeah. But yeah, um, and I like the way they find out what that the word that he couldn't translate was. I mm-hmm. thought that was really clever. It was kind of like, does Boren just read any, any piece of paper that's handed in <laughs> yeah. front of him? It's like, hey, by Firstly, the way, what's this thing say? Oh, that's sterility. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's kind of a straight yeah. out of nowhere. You're like, why yeah. would someone hand you this paper? <laughs> it says, think- I'm a big goof. They could have put the record scratch in there too. It needs sterility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I like it because it shows the hubris of the Ashen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like if, because he, he doesn't have any context for this, just like, hey, what's this word yeah. say? And he probably, he doesn't even like register it before he reads it out. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you can kind of see that, which I, which I liked. It was hundreds of years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. He's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I, we're I smarter than them. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I don't know if it works better. Like there is the moment where right before they go through the gate, you know, Sam takes um Ambassador Faxon aside and says, Oh, there's something we gotta tell you. You know, mm-hmm. we're gonna do this this goofy little ruse here. And um I thought it would have worked better if he had been like completely like out of the loop, but I don't that would have been kind of cruel to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing to my negotiations? Yeah. Yeah. Especially well, I, I because like... he ends up getting stuck there. <laughs> yeah. They could have given well, yeah. I, I like that they they told him, and of course, you know, Jack came up with the idea of, of how to how to trick the Ashen, and just wrote. You know, you see him writing down, and Sam kind of looks at him and goes, "Oh, <laughs> yeah." Know, kind of looks at him like, "Oh, this could be good." Um, <laughs> and of course, what happens is, you know, the Ashen want more Stargate addresses. They want all. Mm-hmm. They want actually the whole Earth mm-hmm. database of Stargate addresses, so they can keep doing this from planet to planet to planet. And that's part of the the, the treaty or part of the agreements. And so to wet their whistle, you know, they load a laptop, you know, good two thousand year two thousand era laptop, probably a nice <laughs> like that. And they're like looking at the case, it's like, where are the Stargate addresses? And it's like, oh, yeah. you gotta open it up and then there's a computer inside. They're like, yeah, Oh, but, okay, uh, computer. We understand that. But they you know, the first address on there, which of course is the one he's gonna do, he's immediately gonna go, Oh, let's punch in the first yeah. address and yeah. see where it takes us. 
oh, that's the black hole gate. Have <laughs> yeah. a nice no life. Which means they could still be there. That's that's true. It, yeah. They could still be there with the, what do you call it? The time dilation, time dilation or time yeah. diversion or whatever. Yeah. They could still be there. It's still now, in slow motion. Like did they did they dial in in the planet or did they go home? Mm. Where did he dial it? Oh, because well, we know was... we know he dialed Earth to then destroy, the you know, to drop the bomb yeah. through. Yeah, or not the bomb, the uh, uh the, the bio weapon, bio weapon, mm-hmm. which failed, of course, because the iris was closed. Yeah, it was but, never going to get but, through the iris to begin with. So I but mean, then he did he. Uh, well, he, the idea was, of course, that they would open the iris to oh, let okay. SG-1 through, but uh, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. I th- guess they did. They let Sam through, and then she shut it, got shut right away. But then did he turn around and immediately dial the black hole gate, which means he basically destroyed the Volans yeah. as well. And not the Ashen. But just well, but him, him and his buddy. Here's a question. Why did they want all the gate addresses? Because... The only reason they would really need a lot more planets to farm would be that their population was growing and it was unsustainable by the amount of planets they had farming for them. It could be. So does that mean their own planet, they allow their population to, they basically didn't give the vaccine to their own planet? I mean, they're the Ubermensch. They can do what they want. Yeah. Yeah. I think they view other races and stuff kind of like, you know, the Sims. And so they just having more planets to be just like having like a new save file on your Sims game or something. Oh. Right. Like when you get sick of one, you can flip over the other one and start playing that that planet instead. Yep. Well, and, and they, they stayed on this that they don't have an iris. So if the Gwauld got their address and came through, you know, would they be able to defend themselves against them? So mm-hmm. instead, now they can go in any of these enemies that will show up, they can destroy them. You know, use their superior technology mm-hmm. to destroy them in, before they have a chance. Yeah. Okay. But, if the humans with no technology can do an iris, I'm pretty sure that someone who can yeah. create bioweapons and harvesters and vaccines and all kinds of stuff could, I'm pretty sure they could weld something. Especially now that they know about the iris. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, even if they hadn't thought of it at first, I'm sure that's something they could reverse engineer pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's also a big red flag too. And you're like, yeah. So we need to be able to defend ourselves. You know, when, when aggressors come on, come up to us, and you know, are attacking our planet, we need to be able to defend ourselves. What have you got? And they're like, well, we could like preemptively attack them with a bioweapon. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah. wait a minute. <laughs> I think we have um... some laws <laughs> against this sort of thing. On, on Earth, you know? we have something called the Geneva, Geneva Convention. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> we better not tick you off because yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. That's what I don't understand about like the president and Senator Kinsey. Like, I mean, I know they're Kinsey is basically an antagonist, but even if there's a small chance that this advanced alien race you're negotiating with might wipe out your planet and enslave you, wouldn't even that like ring some bells for you? Like, no. Just baffling, but I mean, they are politicians. So. They're, as they're politicians, they're egocentric, they're arrogant, they're just like all these other races that we run into who just think they know everything's the best and mm-hmm. power. They're the Tolans without the technology. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good summary of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 
I will say I really liked going back to the ship thing. I really liked Carter and the ambassador, that first kind of interaction. And Jack tries to jump in and like, don't ask her how. And, you know, he wants to go eat at the mess hall. And I, you know, I just, yeah, you know, Carter, Carter doesn't get, have very good luck with the stuff. So I was like, yay, a little <laughs> bit of yeah. kind of normalcy. And she's like, what? Oh, you know, she was, she well, was interested. She she missed out on the whatever restaurant it was that he knew that was better than the mess hall. So in DC, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did think it was kind of cute. He's like, you know, then they get to the gate room and, and he's like, Well, how'd you figure that? It's like, well, there I go asking you how again. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and the scene where he's dressed when he walks in and Jack gives him a hard time because of his suit and his shoes and stuff. That is one of my favorite scenes because all four of them got to they all leaned back yeah they you did know? the staggered yeah, yeah. Back. <laughs> and, and then they all got to say something about it you yeah. know and it was just i just like that moment i thought it was really clever that they all got mm. engaged it wasn't just jack being witty jack you know <laughs> daniel's like oh no you look great no it's good <laughs> yeah. then his uh poor loafers getting ruined in the mud yeah yeah, yeah. We needed like a comical like and like cut to his loafers like and him like burf, 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 yes burf. Yeah. But we didn't actually get that or they they should have they should have issued him you know somebody should have run in with a set of you know issued boots military yeah. issued boots for doesn't to lace him up or something yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> tuck his dress pants into his boots Kills like I got an extra pair of gum boots in the shed if you want them <laughs> keep them next to the sweet water. Keep next to my sweet water. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess another good thing about the fact they gave it to him on a early 2000s laptop is that they have like maybe an hour to get it off before the battery dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they have to know how to decode like a FAT32 file system, which yeah, they probably wouldn't have a lot of luck with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they this time would have to be pretty dumb to actually dial like any of those addresses at, the, like, at that app. point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I love true. One thing I love is the the line where uh, Jack and and Sam and the ambassador are there with Mullum, and Jack's not saying anything, and Mullum says, "You seem pensive," and Jack says, "No, I was just thinking." Yeah. For those who don't know, pensive yeah. means thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a Laurel and Hardy type of line, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, it really is. No, Ollie, I was just thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you get, you should get some red flags whenever the species you meet is wearing, like, dark gray, like, fascist-looking yeah. jumpsuits. Yeah, I was say the high collar and... <laughs> Imperial theme starts playing like yeah yeah but but then there are but then their harvesters look like a like a fun like they look like the magic school bus they look like this fun little like like weird car thing and it's 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 a multi tool it's a harvester it's a meeting yeah. room it's a, a, a implement of death and destruction it's all three they're efficient yeah it does. <laughs> Does every harvester have like a world-ending bioweapon on it, or, or just that one? Yeah, they just keep that in the back just in yeah. case. Yeah. 
That's the VIP model. Oh, I was supposed to release the grain, not the world-ending bioweapon. <laughs> Don't well, put those well, at least it doesn't yeah. does affect our DNA. Yeah, yeah. right. The third time this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boring. That's why they're looking for new planets, right? Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do like uh, the scene where uh, Sam repels into the uh, Stargate. That was yeah. fun to see. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and I also like that they had her like fly out of it. At yeah. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. thinking, mm-hmm. oh, she's just going to roll out of it, but you know, she well, got launched out of it. Yeah. Well, she it was. She's pretty lucky though, because she's lowering down, lowering down. And of course, she has to stop before the kawoosh, mm-hmm. and it comes about like that far. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think it might have gotten like the button of her pants or something. You know. <laughs> Do you notice when she came flying out? You know, and she's rolling yep. and she's grabbing her shoulder. The rest of them don't look too concerned. Did did they? I, I mean, yeah, Kinsey is the only one who's really shocked. Like, yeah, yeah. kind of more shocked. Yeah. What the heck yeah. just happened? It just it was just seemed like I mean she's hurt. Where's Joe? You weren't supposed to be back yet. All this kind of stuff, and they're all just like, yeah. "Oh no!" Yeah. Well, and then there's the uh, get her to you know get her to the 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 infirmary the medical yeah. in sick bay, and then she's still just laying there with the technician monkeying with her shoulder. <laughs> they don't even move yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. We're You're not all Jack Schilling O'Neill with two L's. No, oh no, two L's. Two L's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, two L's. Yeah, this yeah. is where he does the three, <laughs> yeah. three fingers, yeah. two L's. Just I add like a finger it. every time. Yeah, I like that. That yeah. was good. <laughs> and so I assume that they are actually building up for Kinsey to become president. Close. Yep. Oh, well, yeah, vice president. He's, he's, he's yeah, vice be, president. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be yeah. higher office. Yeah, ah. he's he's going to be around a little while longer. Oh, yeah. Fun times. <laughs> it's always a cheery face. Yeah. Oh, but there's 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 a great scene between him and and the Asgard. <laughs> Thor puts oh. him in his place really well. Nice. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> so, do they give any sort of indication how far away the Ashin are from everything else? Because I feel like if they have mastered interstellar travel, like could have popped now, up somewhere else, but maybe they might Sam's- just be like. The far end of the galaxy, or something. There's there's a line where they that we never heard before that Sam theorized that mm-hmm. if you didn't, how is it? If if you didn't have a DHD, mm-hmm. you could only get the gate to go 300 light years. That's only the farthest right. it could connect due to the drift. Yeah, that yeah. Unless you can mm-hmm. compute that out. So they're 300 light years from the Volians. We don't know how far away the Volians are, but on that yeah. one static two-dimensional map that represents the galaxy, yeah. I guess I never really understood <laughs> yeah. how you have a two-dimensional map that represents the galaxy and then like various circles and whatever planet they need to talk about is conveniently in that upper corner <laughs> yeah, with the big red letters on it. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. I you need a three-dimensional I, I think that was, yeah. that was That was their attempt of doing, you know, like the really cool uh, LCD yep. displays <laughs> that they can do now and stuff, you mm-hmm. know. But they didn't have the technology or the money to do it properly, so they just did a static display that they put stickers on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did get the wormhole back this time, though. Mm-hmm. Like the travel, oh. you got the oh, video cool. of them yeah. traveling yeah. through the wormhole, at least, I think, twice, right? Yeah. We definitely got it when Sam came, dropped into the gate. That, that definitely mm-hmm. had it. 
And when Joe and her went the first time, you got to see, when he stepped through. It was just like when the team stepped through in the first episode. Mm-hmm. We got to see got it. The same one, yeah. 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 It was probably the exact same one, yeah. I wonder if they ever just dropped that in. If they're like, we're about 30 seconds short. Let's just <laughs> throw in the whole wormhole sequence and that'll even probably. it out. Well, that's like I said with Kinsey's. He seemed like such a needless add-on. I just, I really wonder if like, okay, we got the story done and we're at 35 minutes. We need to be 40. Yeah. How do we do this? Kinsey! Yeah. <laughs> and it it's very clear that Kinsey doesn't understand how time travel works. He's like, Jack, oh, you've love been that. to the future. You've been to the past. You've been to the future and back again. You you sent a note from the future. And, and Jack's like, what do you, what's up? What's up with the future? And Jack's like, it hasn't happened yet. He's like, yeah, but you've been there. Like, do I become president? He's like, I don't know. Like it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was future Jack, not yeah. present Jack going to the future. I mean, if you've ever watched a congressional hearing on anything yeah. science yeah. or technology yeah. related, that's about how it goes. So. You went through a Not series surprising. of tubes, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the tubes are filled with cats. <laughs> yeah. <the> cats, yeah. <laughs> yep. If you want to see something pretty similar to that, you should watch the one they did recently on the UAP stuff. It's oh, painful. boy. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. They probably didn't even mention the transdimensional ketamine aliens at all. <laughs> I don't think they got to that, okay. no. <laughs> Or the machine elves or whatever yeah, people what are talking about on Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, but this is a this is a really good episode. Mm-hmm. I feel like the past maybe two have been kinda eh, but this really picked it up. I was happy about that. Yeah, well every every season's got its weak episodes and they've got their good episodes and so mm-hmm. Yeah. And I did read online they'd planned on making it a trilogy. So there was supposed to be another episode about the Ashen. Oh, kind of close off their storyline. Yeah. And they Joseph Malazzi had said at one point that Joe is not dead. Oh, really? Oh. So yeah. maybe he does become like the freedom fighter, like a member of the Bad Batch or something. I just looked it up <laughs> and I guess there's an episode called Relativity. Oh, no, this is a book. Never mind. There is yeah. a novel that ties off the whole story. So oh, okay. it's called SG one relativity. Well, there we go. Yeah. And I'm hoping that we get to see Joe in it. I'm going to have to look it up. Hmm. Hopefully it's not like one of those novelizations where they're like, whatever happened to Joe? It's like, Oh, we, we haven't heard from him or something. And that's <laughs> like, <laughs> which Joe, yeah. Joe mama, Citizen Joe, mama. Joe. <laughs> action faction. Are, yes. are we, are we going to address the, um, uh, there's a flu pandemic similar to the Spanish flu that killed people. Oh, and, cough, cough. And, oh, then, yeah. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> do you know how it's... many times my family referenced this episode <laughs> Yeah, during are... 20 and 21? I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's the whole like dystopian speculative <laughs> yeah. fiction is not intended to be a how-to manual. It's intended yeah. to be a warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I watched yeah. this again. A... I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Causes sterility, not heart problems. It's totally different. <laughs> although, yeah. although in the in the Ashen's defense, there's no indication in the episode that they actually caused the pandemic. So there that puts go. them one up in my book. There not like Destroyer of Worlds. Remember, she <laughs> yeah. caused the pandemic that she then tried to solve. Yep. Mm-hmm. Totally only happens in science fiction. Yes. Oh, mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
on that non-controversial <laughs> note, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> do we have any uh, fun uh, alternate language yeah, episode so, titles for this? Yeah, so most of... Yeah, but they were playing it safe, unlike us. Uh, <laughs> when they came to naming this these episodes, most of them were along the lines of, um, uh, you know, just 2001. Actually, in French, uh, you know, we do get uh, an unusual one. Uh, in French, this is called uh, the the false friends or uh, les faux amis. In this, so les faux amis. Um, mm. is, nice, is what yeah. We get for this, yeah. yeah. That sounds very nice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, did you have any other thoughts on this episode? Just things that are probably too good to be true might be. Yeah. Warning. Never trust strange aliens and fascist gray suits. It's <laughs> yeah. a good, yep. good rule of thumb. Beware of <laughs> flying space tractors bearing gifts. Yeah. <laughs> bearing massive amounts of grain and yeah. also bioweapons. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, yeah, so if you want to keep the keep the conversation going, you can join us at our sqpn.com uh, Discord. Uh, we got a lot of different channels there for each different show, uh, and we got a Stargate channel there, so it's always a good time. And before we go, we'd like to take a moment to uh, thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Stargate, including Deborah A., William V., Father Dean, Anthony H., and Arthur. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue The Secrets of Stargate and all the shows at StarQuest. And you can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And be sure to follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or on the SQPN YouTube channel. And to find previous episodes of Secrets of Stargate or to send us feedback, please visit sqpn.com slash stargate. And you can email us at stargate at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia, or on Twitter at SQPN. And we'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the next episode of SG-1, Desperate Measures. Until then, Father Corey, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of Stargate. Thank you, Jack. And Lisa Jones, thank you as well. Thanks, Jack. And Victor Lambs, thank you too. Thanks, Jack, and break out the fishing gear, General. Our job here is done. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. That well-known. I'm idiom. still looking forward to see uh, seeing Jack's fishing cabin. Yep. No pesky fish. <laughs> nope. And once again, I'm Jack Barazzini. Thank you for listening to the Secret to Stargate on StarQuest. Anyway, I'm sorry, but that just happens to be how I feel about it. What do you think? Here's another show on the StarQuest Network you're sure to enjoy: PlayStation Portable. Find it wherever fine podcasts are found or at starquest.fm slash PSP.